Yo, so you know, uh, when me and my sister and my brother were last together, uh, we were talking about, you know, what it was like growing up. Uh, and one of our favorite things we always did as a family was watch wrestling pay-per-views. But you before, know, what's funny is that was my favorite thing to do with your family too. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You, you were always there. Oh, 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 every time that I went to go see live wrestling as a kid, it's been with the Taylors. Every time. I'm not going to say every time because we did order a few pay-per-views. And thankful to my boy E, we ordered a few in his house. But for the majority of my life, the Taylor household was WWE Central. That was the WWE app. The funny thing the, uh, the funny thing we were talking about, we were discussing it, was, uh, was the way we went about how, how my dad knew he could milk us for the pay-per-view. Yeah, we knew he, he wasn't going to miss heads. it. He held it over our heads. I'm pretty sure we discussed this on a previous podcast, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was the, y'all want to see the pay-per-view? This house better be clean by the time it start. If it ain't ready by the time it start, a half hour before, then, you know, y'all better make sure everything's ready. Knowing damn well that he wanted to watch the shit, too. He wanted us to make sure <laughs> he could be relaxing already and not rushing. Because my mother wasn't going to let him order and watch it in the room. He was going to watch this shit in the living room with us because she was going to go watch TV in the room. So... It was the ultimate scheme. It, it was, man. That was it. That's how you get your kids to clean the living room. That's how you get your kids to clean the bathroom. That's, to do their chores that they didn't do all week. That's, that's how you do leverage. it. You yeah. let the mess build up, and then you give them a countdown to something you know they want to do to get it done. But it was worth it, though. It was well worth it, because we got every, to experience some of the greatest moments, if not, you know, their live, at least watching it live on TV, on television. Um. And they were some of the greatest moments of our childhood, of our adolescence. Of you, I got I to gotta just make a quick point. We've gone to see live wrestling. And I'd much rather watch it televised to hear the announcers. I, I do. Uh, like the last one that I went to was probably like a year and a half ago. I went to NXT in Madison Square Garden with a group of people that I went to elementary school with. And not hearing the announcers was annoying to me. Especially because it was only at the end of the show that I realized that Shane McMahon was sitting front row. You're not paying attention to things like that. If the cameras aren't, like, you, you can't see that shit. They would have been pointed that shit out in the beginning of the show. And I would have no, been no. like, yo, fucking Shane, Shane is here, bro. Like, Shane what the Matt. fuck? Yeah, and then you, 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 you see those guys, those old guys that go and they go to the football games and they have their little portable TV that with the headphones the, on. The guys that still, uh, my Uncle Farris. When he goes to baseball games, he still takes... Well, I don't, I haven't been with him in a baseball game in quite some time. Um, but when I was a kid, when Shea Stadium was still open, you know, I, I missed that stadium so much. Yeah, my God, City Field's been open 10 years. It opened it's in 2009. While, it's, it's 2019. Long time. Um, he would uh, always have the, the, the uh, always have his uh, Walkman or something that had AM radio so he could hear the play-by-play and everything at the same time. And, you know, at ball games, I still occasionally do see... The older gentleman with, you know, something like that that picks up, you know, AM radio so they can hear it at the ball game because every major league team still has an AM team that calls it on AM, and I get people that like it like that because even I didn't like it as a kid, but if I'm in a car and we're like, well, games going and we can't, we're not there, we were at work, man. We listen to a lot of games on the radio, man. Well, you know what it is too when you have Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler. Because that that was the prime of our era, the attitude era. Yeah. 
those were the voices that dictated the matches. Michael Cole, Coach, those guys were okay, you know. Like Jr. Jr. and the King. King. That was the dream team. That, that was the best right team. there. That was the best announcing team we got for wrestling, calling wrestling. But when we when we watch these these pay per views in your crib, we got to experience some of the most insane moments that we've ever got to witness in our lifetime when it comes to wrestling. And that even counts today. Like, I posted on my Instagram that uh, clip of this dude in AEW. I don't even know his name. Where his hands is in his pockets. He bounces off the ropes. He does, like, a little swanton bomb off of the fucking second rope. And he takes out a bunch of people. And his hands are still in his pocket. And he rolls back in the ring. And he does this little, you know, kick up so that he just... And it was just like... I miss Road Dog. <laughs> I miss the Shaking Bake. I want the famous mm. sir. Like, mm. and there were so many oh shit moments during our era of wrestling. So many, man. And some of us to Sam feel like they'd be so cliche, but I remember how our minds were blown when we saw mankind get I was, the. I it, swear to God, I was about to say I that thought, shit. I thought, bro. Yo, I thought when he I threw him off of the cage, I shit, thought he bro. was dead. I was like, Holy I swear shit. to God, I that had was like, Taker yo, and Mankind in my head. Shawn right Michaels, Shawn Michaels, you know the way he fell off the cage. Yo, he took it. Nobody else. Did. First, first of a hell in a cell. That's number one. But the way the little elbow dropped through the table, that's cool. That's from a height. But the way Taker just straight, you know, tossed him. That off. was the debut of Kane. That yeah, uh, the first one, the, the de- first hell in a cell, the yeah. debut of Kane. Yeah, uh, and Michaels took that match. Yeah. But after the, all the bullshit, after falling off the cage, and, and he, I, and I swear to God, I feel like Mick Foley saw that shit, and he said, yo, I gotta, I gotta murder this dude, I bro. have to, I have to take I this gotta, I gotta fuck this guy in the fucking And we got the right legend now. of Mick Foley, man, like a, it's like the oh my God moments, it's like a, it's like the first TLC match at, what was that, that was WrestleMania 15, right? No, that was WrestleMania 18, the first TLC match. 18, I want to say. It's either 17 or 18, the first TLC. Was that the triple threat match? Yeah. Dudley's, Hardy's, Dudley's, Hardy's Edge, and, and Christian. And, Christian. and not even, I'm saying the first TLC match. No, the first TLC match, I'm lying. That was the TLC match at WrestleMania. The TLC match at uh, when Raw first came, uh, when Raw went to TNN. That was the first TLC match. Uh, but I'm what thinking. about when Shane dove off Titan Tronch? Which time? <laughs> Steve Blackman. When he got hit in the back and just felt like, yo. That was just like, you got to understand something about Shane McMahon. And he deserves at least 30 seconds. He took some bumps. This man was born rich. This man didn't have to do any of this shit. This man is less bougie than Triple H. He grew up idolizing these men. His granddad, the people he grew up around, like he idolized that shit. Man. And when he had that match with Kurt Angle, and they botched him oh going through the God. glass, he kept dropping him and on his he head. He just kept that was dropping so his. Oh, oh my God. God! Like him going through the glass is a oh my God moment. But the bigger oh, oh my God my moment was it God. took like four or five tries. And Kurt kept doing it because he's not gonna <laughs> stop. You're gonna, gonna break this motherfucker. <laughs> We gonna break. Like, Kurt ain't gonna stop with that and one. He was like Shane, and you know, and you know, he has to be asking oh, him every time he's picking up. Yo, you sure you could do another one? And Shane's like, Yo, we ain't go through it. Shane's like, We ain't go through it. 
we ain't go through it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> like it's like yo, I, it's like that yo, like is it even uh what match was it when he did the uh the elbow dive across from uh, across the ring from post to post when he the elbow dive onto the uh onto the uh steel cage was that when he was fighting Vince? Uh, for uh, went for his mom's uh, whatever that was when Vince was like uh, supposedly stepping out on her with Trish and Linda was in that catatonic state. I know he fought Vince and he used that, but I don't know if that's the same one. But you know which one I'm talking I about. I know what you're talking well, he, about. Straight that. across the ring from ring post to ring post, not diagonally, but like perpendicular. But he but he made that. he made that like a staple in his repertoire. But you know so, what I'm talking about. So now. There's footage of Shane McMahon, somebody that doesn't need to do any of this shit, like flying across the ring to like drop kick somebody's fucking face. Somebody that's in a Bronco Buster position. <laughs> and he's going from the not from the top rope, but from the actual rope. Like he'll go onto the rope to get the extra jump. Shane's just got, to be able to connect. Shane has always had heart and balls, man, like, in the ring, Jesus. man. Watching him, I mean, and and we got to live some of the some of the greatest, like like I said, man, some of those great moments, man, like some of those moments that you just are like, wow, like I'll never forget when Taker came back as the American Badass. Do you remember that? Of course, I remember that, that Iron Man match, and we were watching it, and it's like something, something's got to happen. And no one knew what that meant. That that stupid. He's coming. He's what's going on? Like like with Taz, with Jericho. You know what's crazy is that if you listen to like the uh, the shoot interviews, the backstage interviews with these wrestlers, that was actually the happiest time in Taker's life, because he wanted to escape the dead man gimmick for a long time. Like he was tired of doing it. He's a real biker. Like th- that's him. He wanted to stop pretending and just do like what Stone Cold did yeah. and just be yourself. And they took that shit away from him in record time because it's like he had to go straight back to the dead man gimmick after a certain time because at the end of the day yeah, you're a novelty only did that item, like bro. Two years, man. You're like, a novelty item, bro. People what, want the dead man. They, he, they do, but I tell you one thing though: there's no finisher like the last ride, Tombstone and the oh, choke yeah. slam, iconic. But the last ride for the taker was something different. And when they implemented that move into No Mercy, oh my god, everybody, everybody was using, using taker. Come on, like it, the we, Dudleys, the three D and No Mercy. When they implemented that shit, just got too hot of the worm, man. Setting that up, like all, no all, all these things. I, I, I'm gonna say another oh shit moment. When they decided that they wanted to fucking have real boxing matches in the wrestling ring, and who was it? A Bart Gun got knocked the fuck out. Uh, who, Mark Merrill, right? Either he knocked Mark Merrill out. No, no, no. Bart Gun got knocked out by Butterbean. Ah, <laughs> Butterbean. Got Butterbeans running the fucking ah. Uh. Yo, who who was slipping people Mickey's at the writing meeting for that one? <laughs> because he put this man out cold in the middle of a wrestling ring where the kids in the front row was crying, talking about mommy. <laughs> mommy, this is not this is not fun no more. <laughs> yo, remember why yo, is he twitching? <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry. We're laughing. Nothing was more troubling than beyond the mat, man. With that match, uh the rock and uh Mick Foley. How many chair shots son? he took to the fucking head, his fucking family was crying in his the back. His son they had to take his son away from the ring. His son was fucking losing it. 
And I understand that now. He didn't I, know. I, I understand that now. And I, I'm, I think that we, we're so blessed to live in a generation where we have all this background information on anything that we want. Like, there was a time where people didn't know shit about shit. And even though I feel that we still don't know shit about shit, <clears throat> that's really just the main shit, like, of the world. As far as wrestling and shit, bro, we got shoot interviews with people saying that uh, Abdullah the Butcher was giving people, uh, what was it, hepatitis C because his part of his gimmick was to fucking blade himself yeah. in the ring. And he's just bleeding on people and giving people diseases and shit. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. There's a lot of fuck. Did it's, you see the, the, the video that just came out probably like a month and a half, maybe two months ago, where the fucking indie wrestler took a, a fucking brick, one of them concrete bricks, and just threw it at the other wrestler's head that was outside of the ring? No. And that shit just knocked him out cold? No, I did not see that, man. That's fucking nuts, man. But uh, right now, if you have to look at your top oh my god moment you saw live. What was it? Live? Live. Watched, at the, at the no, venue? No, watched on TV so that you witnessed live. I'm going to say... And it's not even like... It's not even like a, a, a move. It was when The Rock returned. When Vince McMahon was in the ring, he said, The he that you said is not Stone Cold Steve Austin, then who the hell is the he you're talking about? <laughs> and when that music hit, <laughs> when that music hit and that crowd went nuts, it only reaffirmed what I've done with my life and what I'm trying to do. Like, I need that. I need that. That, that to me. That was the heroin, bro. Mine. And it's because I was there. And uh, even though we knew it was coming, the way they dragged it out, it made us wait to the last minute. Which we should have known was going to happen. But we weren't prepared for it. But the way they played it, man. When Triple H came back from his quad injury at the Garden. I remember that. That was that was my birthday. That was my dad's birthday gift to us. He, to us. he got us tickets to that Raw. And I remember telling everybody in school, yo, I'm going to Raw. Today. No, you're not, no, you're not. You're not going to Raw. Like, hi, right, bro. Like, watch it. Like, I told mad people, like, yo, like, my pop's always gets tickets. And seeing that and witnessing that as the big Triple H fans, DX fans we were, I am still. Like, it was amazing, man. But then we got that Jericho return, too. We got everything. The Jericho debut. Yeah. You can follow us at Button Roach, man. You already know.